welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we inspire you to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Life Coach and Grief Specialist. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 78. How do you adjust? I hope that you are well. I hope that you are being safe. And I hope that you are in a space where things are starting to settle down a little bit. I know that what we're going through is scary because we have, we haven't had experience with what we're going through right now. We just haven't ever dealt with anything on this scale ever, ever, ever before, like we are dealing with right now with the virus and the pandemic. It's, it is scary. And what's scary is, you know, when you, when you go through difficult things and you're, you're grieving and you experience loss, like we talked about a little bit last week, then your anticipation of more loss heightens. And this is definitely a time period where our anticipation and our fear is increased because we don't know, we think in the past, we thought we could predict the future. We thought that we could kind of go, okay, well, you know, next week I'm going to go to work. Next week I'm going to take my kids to school. Next week I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. And, and then things changed and they changed drastically and they changed quickly, quickly. You know, last week I shared with you how we were canceling the contract on the build that we were going to do for our house. And, and we, you know, my husband said at one point, he says, well, this was an ex- expensive lesson. And I said, I, I'm, what is the lesson that we should expect a pandemic? I, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like when it snows in Florida, everyone panics because no one's expecting it and we're not prepared for it. And that feels like what this is all about is it's just, it's not something that we could prepare for. It really isn't. I, and I, and I don't, and like I told my husband, I said, I don't want to be living in a state of panic or fear or even preparation for a pandemic. Yes, I, I, right now I can look at things and, and these are important lists that I've made and that I think are helpful for anybody to make. And one was things that I wish that I was areas that I wish that I was more prepared in that would help me prepare for any type of um, situation that would resemble what we're going through. And and things that I can do in those situations, you know, what, what I can do right now, what can I do right now, knowing what the circumstances are right this minute, what can I do? And those are, you know, two lists that I want to be making. And we've talked about before, I have to go back and look and see if I can figure out which episode it was. But we talked about worry before and how the quote is, Worry pretends to be necessary. And I think it was Dan Sullivan that said that. Worry pretends to be necessary. And so we worry and we, when we fear and we're scared and we're like trying to adjust, not knowing what the future will be and so forth. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about 
Because we, like I said, last week we just skimmed the surface of what's going on and how it's affecting us. But just expect that you're going to have feelings similar to grief. And if you are already in grief when all this happened, then it just kind of piles on. And as you learn over time, like I've learned over time how to process my feelings more effectively. And by doing that, I feel like I'm able to kind of turn things around and faster. I, I hesitate to even say that because I just, I know that there's, I know that there's, there are those of you that are listening that are just really in deep grief. And I just, I do not want to make it sound like, Hey, just, you know, do the X, Y, and Z and everything will be okay. It's not the way it works, but I am grateful for the information that I know. I am grateful for the things that I've learned and I'm grateful to be here with you and hopefully help you along the way and just give you encouragement. Like if nothing else, I just want to encourage you and let you know that there are, there are ways to navigate this. There are ways to lessen our fear. There are ways to adjust and, and you know, that's where it all starts. It all starts with the hunger to change. Everything starts with that hunger to change. And in episode 68, I talk about it starts with desire. And that's what I'm talking about. And I like the word hunger even better because a desire can be weak or strong, but hunger implies a strong desire. It implies that just by the, by, by the word itself. When we, when we feel hungry, for food, we want food now. We want food now and we're going to do what it takes to get it. And so if we have a hunger for change, if we have a desire for change, if it's a hunger, we want it now and we are actively searching and that hunger leads to action. You have to want it. You have to want to change. You have to want to adjust. You have to want to be out of pain. And, you know, there are circumstances where we think we want out of pain, but do we really? So be honest with yourself and really look at it. Like what evidence do you have that you are, because if you're hungry, if you're physically hungry, you're going in the kitchen and you're searching for something to eat. And if you are emotionally hungry to, to get out of pain, to move through your pain so you can be on the other side of the pain, like our losses stay with us. We, you know, the loss is always going to be there, but the pain doesn't always have to be there. And if you're hungry to make an emotional change, then you'll be seeking. And maybe that's what brought you here to listen today is that you are seeking. And when you are seeking, you will find, and that leads to action. A hunger leads to action. So that's the very first piece. And I would invite you to go back and listen to episode 68. If you want to know a little more about everything starts with desire. It just really does start with desire. If if we never got a hungry hung, hunger pain, if we never ha- felt the signs of hunger, we would never eat. We would never eat. There would be 
Well, I would because I like ice cream. But, but we would literally sit on the couch and starve to death because we have no signal that we need to eat. And the pain, the, the emotional pain that you feel is a signal. It's a signal that something needs to change. And right now in the world with everything going on, we are getting huge signals that something has to change. And so check in with your desire. Check in with your hunger. What's your hunger level? Are you actively doing something about it? The next one is hope. You know, last week I talked about the three S's. Last week I talked about the three S's. And that was space, say, and support. And you can go back to that and I'll be referring to that in a minute. But today we're going to talk about the three H's of change. The three H's of change. And the first is hunger. And the second is hope. We, in order to change, you have to believe that it's possible, that you have to have hope that it's possible. There has to be, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a huge, huge, gigantic belief. You know, hunger needs to be a, a significant hunger. Like it has, it needs to be a significant desire, but even a little bit of desire will help you along the way for sure. But hope, just a little bit of hope, just that little bit of, of light that shines through that says, Hey, maybe this is possible. Maybe it's possible to change. Maybe it's possible to adjust. Maybe it's possible to move past pain that will take you miles. It will take you miles. I, you know, I'm in the middle of writing this book and I, and that is, I actually, I don't, I don't know what the final title is going to be. The working title has been miracles in the darkness. And then, oh, about a month ago, I thought, I love extreme hope. That was my new thought for a title. And then I got a cover cover art um, mock-up from the publisher with the title Miracles in the Darkness. And I was like, oh, I thought we hadn't decided on a title because I literally sent them a dozen title suggestions. And I said, top of my list at the time was Miracles in the Darkness. So I don't know what it's going to be called yet, but know that hope is a main theme in that book as I talk about my story and my experience. And so one of my titles that I'm, I've looked at or I've thought about is extreme hope. And we'll see, see, we'll see what it ends up being. And maybe that's the second book, but hope is so important. And so I would invite you to go back and listen to episode 67, increasing hope. Because it is something that we can work on. It's not, we, we can, we can work on these things. We can work on hope. Hope isn't just, hope isn't just something that's out there that we just happen. It's not like rain and we just happen to get rained on. (laughs) It's not like that. It's, it's, and, and some of it might come that way, but, but really it starts inside. Honestly, everything starts inside. Everything starts inside us. That's just why it's so important to be paying attention to what's happening. 
You know, I talked a little bit last week about this idea that paying attention, giving yourself space to pay attention to what you're experiencing emotionally, physically, even mentally, like intellectually, like that confusion that, that we so often feel when we're in grief where we can't focus, we can't concentrate. Pay attention to those. Those are symptoms. Those are clues to what's going on inside and everything starts inside. So when we, when we have these things that come up, when we have these clues, when we have these symptoms, pay attention to them, write them down. I started a practice, you know, I've talked a lot about journaling, but I started a practice towards the beginning of this year where almost every morning, although I've gotten, I got off track with my move, but almost every morning I would write down my observations from the day before. And I am on a page 133 in this little notebook. It's a, it's like a bullet journal type sized notebook. And I've written a lot in there and that has been huge for me to just pay attention to, to pay attention each and every day to what clues I'm getting. What are the symptoms I'm experiencing physically, mentally, emotionally? What are the clues that I have and what do, what adjustments do I need to make? And there's no better time than right now with all of this going on. We, we, my brain was telling me at the beginning of all this, every time I had a thought about moving forward or doing something, it would say, wait, there's no point in doing anything right now. We just need to wait. We just need to figure out what's going on. We just need to see how this is all going to land before we do anything. And I realized that that was not helping me. This idea of waiting was not helping me. I needed to be right here, right now, still, still doing the things that help me still doing those things. So we need to have a hunger. You need to have a hope. And the last thing is you need to have a how. And I hope that as you listen to these podcast episodes that I put every single week, I hope that that is building your library of how. You know, last week's episode, 77, Moving Through Grief, was really very much about some of the how. Some of the how, the space, the say, you know, our self, how we express what we're going through so that we can start pulling things up and out and the support. Those are some hows. Those are some hows of, of what, of adjusting. And any of the other episodes on grief or building confidence or anything will offer some hows. One episode that I might recommend to you is episode 71 on self-care. Learning about self-care and how to take care of ourselves, not selfishness, but self-care will build your arsenal during this time. It will help you to find some stability when things feel unstable. So those are the three things that I offer, I want to offer you today is the three H's. The three H's of adjustment are hunger, hope, and how. That's how we make any kind of change. 
That's what it starts with. It starts with a hunger. It starts with that deep desire to move, to move through pain, to make changes. It, it all starts there. And then we have to hope. We have to have this idea, this thought, this feeling, this little bit of perspective that allows us to believe that it's possible to believe that it's possible. I I truly feel like that's one of the reasons I have felt so inspired to do this podcast is to put more hope in the world. We are seriously lacking in hope in the world and we need more hope. And during this time, we can see, we can see how quickly people move from things are good to hopelessness and fear and scared. We can see it in ourselves. I saw it in myself. I I seriously took a, well, I guess it was a week or so where I just was like, I don't, you know, again, those messages in my head were wait, wait, just wait. You know, what's the point in doing anything right now? We don't know what's going to happen. And I finally dug that thought out and said, nope, this is not what I want to be thinking. This is not how I want to be responding. This is not how I want to be acting. So hunger, hope, and how. Now, once we have the hunger, once we have the hope, then we need steps. We need to understand how. And that's a big topic, which is why I say, I hope that you've been listening for a while. And I hope that as you've listened, you have gotten some tools and you've gotten some information about how do I change? How do I move through pain? How do I come out on the other end? How do I take action? And so those are the three things, hunger, hope, and how. Those are the three H's I'm going to share with you today. If you have questions, I hope that you will email me. I've shared my email a few times, julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. By the, by the time you're listening to this, our April webinar will have just happened. It'll just have happened the day before. So yesterday morning, and we're gearing up for May's webinar, which will be on May 5th, May 5th. And I am so excited to be sharing with you and to be able to, to meet with you, to meet with you and, and to feel your live presence there and to share not only talking to you, but actually share the visuals so that you can visualize, visualize what's happening in grief and why it happens the way it does and how it can lead us to healing. It doesn't have to crush us forever. And so, and it's an opportunity for you to ask live questions. So as I'm explaining things and you have questions, you can ask those questions. If you're listening to my podcast and you have questions, you can go to that webinar and ask those questions. So I I hope to see you there on May 5th. That will be our next webinar. Again, the the registration for that is in the show notes. I also have a new book coming out and I'm a week away at the time that this is airing, at the time that this is published, it'll, I'll be a week away from sending my manuscript to the publisher. So that's getting pretty exciting. And if you want to make sure you get all the news that you're not missing anything, be sure to visit buildalifeafterloss.com and get on the mailing list so you don't miss anything. I believe in you. Have a great week.